Welcome to the Let's Talk Basic podcast, where girls talk about everything basic. Join us as we sit down with a glass of wine and see where the conversation goes. Kick back, relax, and get ready for the ultimate girls' night in. I'm your host, Joanne. And I'm Vanessa. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's Let's Talk Basic podcast. Cheers, Vanessa. I actually have a drink today. Oh, it looks fancy. I just have sparkling water. I am drinking a Virgin Caesar because wow. <laughs> <laughs> <The craving> is real. <laughs> it's actually the best, I feel like, mocktail to have because it tastes basically like a alcoholic Caesar. And you never mm-hmm. drink a Caesar to get drunk anyways. You know what I mean? You drink it to stay sober. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, like I'll have a little something, like I'll pay more for it, but <laughs> I'm not really here to get drunk. Um, But it's actually like, it tastes like I'm having a Caesar. So it makes me feel like I'm a normal person. <laughs> you are a normal person. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to continue with our reality TV junk that we love. (laughs) So good. Because this year has been the year where we needed reality TV. Actually, I think it's more just watching people live lives that are outside of the house. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, I've been hearing so much about Bling Empire. Like, everybody's been like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it? And I was like, no, like, I'll get to it. And I finally watched it. And... What, <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are my... I don't know. Okay, maybe you tell your thoughts first. I don't... I feel like my thoughts might be disappointing. <laughs> okay. So, for those of you who haven't watched it yet, um, to give you kind of like a brief... um kind of overview of what it is. It's basically um, how they marketed it was basically, um, oh oh my God, Crazy Rich Asian, but the reality version of it. Right. So so I was like, yes, right? Because I love Crazy Rich Asian. I loved it so much that I even brought, like purchased the DVD hard copy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't have a DVD machine at Kenny's house, but I have a DVD (laughs) just in case, like, you know, if, you know, something happens to the house and, you know, goes (laughs) afire, that's the DVD I'm grabbing. Oh my gosh. You know, know it's good when you buy like the DVD copy, like that's how much you want, because you'll probably never, ever watch it. Like realistically, you know, but you just need to have it with you. Yeah. So they, I just need it. Yeah. So you can so, watch it on demand if you want if you want yeah. to. <laughs> and I didn't even get it on, so it was $24.99. The sticker is still on it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um yeah, so that's how much I loved it. Loved uh Crazy Rich Asian. I've probably watched it over ten times now since it's been out. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so when someone, um, my friend actually sent the trailer to me prior to this coming out. She's like, oh my god, you're gonna love this. We have to watch this. I'm like, what is it? So I clicked on it, and it's Blay Empire. I'm like, this is my jam. Marked it on my calendar, um, and watched it. It was a Friday night actually when they were when they released it. So I'm like, 
great, perfect. That's my weekend. Um, and you know, it really didn't take me that long to finish it. There were only, I think seven episodes. Um, and they were, what is it? Three or 45 minutes long. Um, very consumable, uh, content. If you like trashy reality TV (laughs) and it dives into this tight knit group of friends who live in LA, but, um, her, you know, their family and, and parents are rich from, you know, you know, either Singapore, Taiwan, or, or China. And mm-hmm. each of them kind of plays a character, and it, it gets, um, it's very weird. <laughs> so uh, when I watched it, I'm like, oh, this is not Crazy Rich Asian. It kind of tainted my view a little bit. Um, but um, in reality, I feel like this is probably a more accurate portrayal of what um that world would look like or could look like i wouldn't know because you know (laughs) you and i aren't quite there yeah so So, yeah generally that's what we're we're diving into Um, so if you haven't watched it you can still follow along and so fair warning like we're definitely going to have spoilers in this episode so if you haven't watched it just stop listening now because (laughs) Uh, we're we're probably gonna ruin it for you and yeah yeah. and maybe bye come come back next week after you watch yeah (laughs) um okay so going into it what did you what did you think of it general overall impression of the show aside from being really disappointed that it's not crazy rich asians um i thought um Everyone looked too plasticky, <laughs> like including the men. <laughs> so I was a little bit thrown off. Um, I also feel like the um, you know group or, or the cast that was on the show, I'm not really sure what they were trying to get at. Like I, I don't feel like I don't know. Like number one, I don't feel like they're very tight knit. Yeah. Um, second of all, their age ranges were really like up and down. Yeah. Um, there were a few that I felt like were, were pretty young. There were a couple that, was it Anna, the, the yeah. older looking lady? She looked really old. I think she's like, 60. That, I think that's what they said in yeah. the show. So yeah. I'm, I'm just like confused about why a 60 year old is hanging out with like 30 year olds. Yeah. And then the whole thing was really weird. And then in comes this character named Kevin, who is a model. Um, do I find him attractive? Probably not my type. I, I, I do feel like he's probably generally a very good-looking, handsome man, but not really my type. Um, he comes in, and he lives in this um, shared apartment. So he's the only one that is not, quote-unquote, rich. He's a, you know, he, they cast him as a struggling, like a, yeah, like a model who's struggling, uh, lived in LA and met this, you know, great group of friends. He, you know, apparently doesn't have a sense of style or anything, but is kind of the, becomes the glue of this entire group. <laughs> um, so that was, um, yeah, weird. weird. He also has a great backstory though, about, um, how he is the he, he was adopted yes um so that that was a sweet story 
the best moment for for Kevin for me was when his mom came in town. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, my favorite parts are like anytime there's like parents involved because I feel like it's uh, it gets a lot more real. <laughs> in yeah. that, yeah. But I guess okay, yeah, we can talk about like favorite moments later. So sorry, yeah. so continue. And then there's Kane. Um, so for those of you who have watched Crazy Rich Asian. Kane to me is like the Oliver, you know, the cousin who's in everyone's business is well liked by all the aunts. Yeah. Um, but doesn't, doesn't you're you're questioning why he's on the show? That's I, how I feel. About I feel Kane. like Kane is actually like the most realistic person on the show. Like he's yeah. he is <laughs> actually like what I know like rich asian people to be like or at least the ones in hong kong that like i know of like mm-hmm. kind, like superficial but like kind of funny and like loud and like silly and like you know kind of spoiled yeah. i feel like he's that kind of like character yeah so he you know i have a favorite moment with him and we can talk about that a little bit later and then we have Christine and Gabriel, Dr. Gabriel Chu. I uh, love Dr. Chu. <laughs> I love him so much. This one is, um, uh, this one is, is this the one that keeps calling her toddler, who's probably like three, like baby G? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to share my favorite moment with Christine right now because that's the only thing I remember is uh, when there was a line in the show and she's like, how do you say um, apple in Chinese? And everyone's looking around and the only person who can actually speak Chinese in the house was their, you know, African-American nanny. Do you remember that No, I don't. No. Yeah. She was trying to teach baby G Chinese. Yeah. And morning time so she was like apple she was like saying apple to him and he repeated it and then she goes well someone teach him how to say apple in chinese and then in comes her nanny who is african-american and spoke mandarin perfectly to baby g and taught him how to say it oh i don't remember that at all but (laughs) yeah that one just stood out to me because i'm like Oh my god, this is so wrong in so many ways. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because, like, I would have thought that, you know, maybe her husband or her would teach baby G, but it's a nanny who knows their culture and their language better than them. <laughs> uh, I find that hilarious. Yeah. Um, but they also have a good story, like a backstory of, you know, the pressures of you know marrying into a good family and all the rules that you have to obey um but i really liked her dynamic with anna um the older lady who's 60 and um just them comparing wealth and um slaying each other by you know table seating and all that stuff so i thought that was really weird and funny uh, and then moving on to Kelly, Kelly and Andrew. What do you think of them, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> um, they just seem problematic, and 
I actually really like Kelly. I think she's like kind of like that down to earth, like whatever. And I feel like she's kind of made her money on her own, like after her divorce or whatever. Um, yeah, like I guess the drama with her and her boyfriend Andrew is kind of interesting because he seems like a psychopath. So <laughs> how they for- portrayed him is like, oh, wow, like, that's a really toxic relationship. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting to be able to watch feel, that. Yeah, I also feel like, isn't that not a little bit more relatable um, when either, well, maybe not you, but like relationships that you've seen in your 20s, that's what it mm. feels like watching. But they're not in their 20s. They're in like their 30s. Yeah, and it's still happening. You still yeah, it's kind of like where you, it. when you watch your friend go through a bad relationship, and yep. like you know that she, they're so much better than like whoever they're dating. That is kind of what it feels like, where it's like, oh, you can do so much better than this guy. Like you're making more money than he is. Like he's not really offering much or putting much onto the table, and he treats you like crap. So like doesn't make sense to like stay in it and you just like get all those like nostalgic feelings back i guess yep that's kelly and andrew yeah yeah that's (laughs) a good way to put it yeah and then oh and then there is kim lee right the one that they keep saying is a really really famous dj (laughs) and i'm like i've never (laughs) heard (laughs) never heard of this person maybe she is i don't know she doesn't sound that great, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? I came in and I saw Kim Lee and kind of just judged her by how she looked um, and wasn't a huge fan to begin with. But after I heard her story, I actually um, liked her the most um, mm. after the show because I, I went in not thinking that I would, you know, connect or relate to this person. And then... After seeing the show, I feel like I gravitated to her and I don't mind her. So mm-hmm. uh, I I liked her. Yeah. And I haven't, you know, I, maybe I'll download some of her music. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, okay, this is my opinion of the show. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like everything was so overly staged, like every conversation, every drama, that like for a reality TV show, it was way too much. And it's not like they're great actors. (laughs) So to stage it so much was, you know, like a little bit too over the top. Even like um, those heartwarming stories that would happen, like with Christine and Dr. Chu. Uh, and like the infertility stuff I felt like all of that was like (laughs) pre-planned and I just I love Dr. Chu because I feel like he got coerced into having this (laughs) like moment yeah one like coerced (laughs) into doing this show and two like um talking about their infertility issues and that it being his problem and he just was (laughs) Like, you could just tell he was like, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> and I, it was just so unbelievable, I think, that they had this 
conversation about deciding what to do about their future child during a house hunting session. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay, we, we've talked it through, we've solved it, solved it, we've come up with a solution, all in the span of like 30 minutes. <laughs> it was just like, it was so ridiculous. And I think like another thing that really jaded me on watching it was very early on, I noticed that um, Christine is an executive producer of the show. So it's already like, oh, okay, she's going to make herself look good, right? Like, So I, I think that also skewed how I watched the show because I was like, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So that like made me even more like, oh man, that you totally planned this. Like even when she like broke down and cried and I have that in quotes about like, it's not my fault. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you are not crying. <laughs> Those are not real tears. Like I don't see tears. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the overall gist of the show that I feel like. Another thing that made me um like really hate the show is <laughs> they have um they have Kevin as like this poor guy, right? Like he's he keeps being like wow, I don't know anything about rich people. Wow, like, this world is crazy. Uh, meanwhile, he's richer than some of the other people on the show. <laughs> like, he's a CEO of his own company. His net worth is $10 million. Versus Guy Tang, who, like, is this hair guru that kind of became YouTube famous, <laughs> uh, is, like, worth less than half of what he's worth. So I'm just like, oh, this is so ridiculous <laughs> that you there's these kind of like things happening. Um, also, that guy Tang is one of the crazy rich Asians that are featured on it. So I don't know, like when you have guy Tang hanging out with like Anna, who's like a I don't know heir of a <laughs> robotics and I don't know weapon. <laughs> It just doesn't seem very realistic. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they're that's, the same. You know what? That, that's a really, really good point. And I, that's the one thing that I feel like was so unnatural about this reality show. Because look, I've watched. I I love reality shows. I watch all of them. I watch Summer House. I watch. I'm actually watch rewatching. Not rewatching, I've never watched it, but I'm watching <laughs> Rich Kids of Beverly Hills right now. I watch the Real Housewives series, like New York, yeah. Beverly Hills, OC, like all of them. Yeah. And <laughs> the one thing that I feel like uh, makes the reality show a little bit more sincere, although we know that some parts of it obviously staged, is actually the connection and the dynamic of a group. Yeah. Um, and we as viewers can totally feel it when they just randomly cast people to fill spots. And you can tell that these people are not, not, not that all of them don't hang out together, but you can tell that some of those relationships and some of those, um, you know, hangouts, lunches, dinner parties or whatnot were very forced. Yeah. Because none of them actually hang out with each other. Yeah. 
so I feel like that's the thing that really that didn't work for the show yeah it just felt like a lot a little bit too inauthentic for reality show I also like it just it also was more trashy than it was classy (laughs) and when you're Mm kind of watching like these well like I don't know housewives of Beverly Hills or whatever you kind of want to see more of like that like opulence and like the like glamour of it but I feel like I didn't get that as much you totally didn't get that yeah it was just all you know very showy but I think that might be the Asian culture right of you know, actually showing off your your jewels and what you're wearing, um, mm-hmm. and the gowns and everything. So I, I think it was too all too much like all over the place. And you you also have someone like, you know, we talked about Anna a couple times for her age and not really fitting in this group. And then you bring in someone like Jamie, who's a 23 year old fashionista, who shows up in a couple of scenes, um, showing off her style, quote unquote. And it makes it even worse. (laughs) I'm not, I wasn't sure if they were trying to be like, oh no, like we want like more range in this cast. We want everyone to be able to relay whether you're a party girl, you're a fashionista, a bong, or a family. Like there, there was too much going on. Yeah. And each character had such a, I'm not not saying that they weren't real issues, but you know the adoption, and then you know Cherie's. Oh my gosh, Cherie's mom passing away and her proposing to her husband. Like, what the heck is that? So I feel like they did a lot in seven episodes with that many characters. Yeah. And after watching it, I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, there was so much, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, they tried to hit so many issues, like infertility, <laughs> and, like adoption, and abandoned death. families, <laughs> and parental death. Like, it had everything. You're right. Like, I didn't, I didn't even think about how crazy and disjuncted everything was. <laughs> like, it's actually really funny now that we talk about it. Yeah. Right down. Like we said, there are only seven episodes. We probably have, you know, talked about only half of the characters because the other half we can't even remember. Yeah. And then there were just a, like a series of different issues that are supposed to be very deep, but then they just showed it in such a superficial way. Yeah. That, you know, we, you know, you watch it and you're like, okay, let me forget about it now. That was, that, that's good. Move on yeah. next. I feel like my favorite parts of the show were, like, all the parts that were actually not scripted or, like, not, um, I don't know, like, not supposed to be interesting. So, like, for example, uh, when Anna joins the group of friends to go bowling, (laughs) like, there was all this drama about, like, I don't know, confrontations of... Kim and Anna and whatever but my favorite part of that entire scene was her bringing her son and her her son's girlfriend 
and them seeming like totally normal people and being <laughs> being introduced to these people. And it just seemed like they wanted nothing to do with them. It was like, oh man, my mom's dragging me to the show. Like I just <laughs> I don't want to do so this. Bad. Yeah. So bad. That's what it seemed like, and I just thought it was so funny. Like <laughs> Okay. I have to share my favorite moment. Like I, I watched this alone because obviously Kenny would never agree to watch anything like this with me. Yeah. Um but I kid you not, I actually said like what the F out loud to myself a thousand times when I was watching this scene. Um, it was when Kevin and Kane um, went on the quest to go find Kim Lee's um, supposedly alive father. Yeah. Um, that she wanted to reconnect with. Um, also, by the way, Kim Lee's mom, like shout out to her. She's pretty awesome. Every time they do a photo shoot, she's like, more boobs, more boobs. Yeah. No Aaron <laughs> actually is that. So once again, not reality. <laughs> but so when this is my favorite scene. Although she's Kenny, like Viet, so I feel like it it's, could be oh, a little bit different. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, okay, so they decided that it was a wonderful idea and that they would be doing Kim a favor if, you know, they went behind her back to drive to, I think, San Diego to find this um, father of his. Um, and they took upon themselves, went there, you know, knocked on his door, went to this nail salon and asked, asked this guy really, really weird question. Yeah. Do you know Yeah. No. <laughs> Oh man, he definitely knew. Did you see him flinch? Like yeah. it was just all around. And then pop back to the hotel. You know, Kevin randomly gets a phone call back from this this mate. Like he he named it on his phone, maybe Kim's dad or something like that. <laughs> so what like, oh god is maybe Kim's dad? Oh no, possibly Tony. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, it's possibly Tony. So picks up this possibly Tony thing, and uh, this Vietnamese lady picks up and is like, looking for Tony? Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> That's just terrible. Oh. And then they're like, oh no. So that that was a sad moment. And King's like, we gotta tell Kim. Yeah. So they go back, they drive all the way back to L.A., um, showed up unannounced when, you know, Kim and her mom were having, like, tea on a lovely Sunday and just was like, hey, so, you know, we went behind your back and found your dad. And this girl's just like, what is going on? <laughs> I was not ready for this. You showed up uninvited. Um, now you're giving me this really heavy news. I'm really, really pissed that you went behind my back to do this. But then also, what am I supposed to do? He's dead. <laughs> like it was just so many and the mom was there like you went behind Kim's bag like you could tell she was a bit pissed yeah but that entire situation for me was either really terribly produced um because it's so unreal like I would get so pissed Joe if you went behind my back to try to find like my family history that I'm not sure if I'm ready to 
know or not know yet, but you decide for me that I should know. Yeah, the most confusing part about that whole scene was like you could tell at the beginning she was like what you you did what like behind my back but then by the end she was like thank you guys so much for doing this and I'm like there is no way <laughs> like I that is how my reaction normal rate of reaction would go <laughs> like I would not come back around and be like wow I have great friends <laughs> what? Yeah. they they like just really invaded my privacy and like went through a process that like I might not have been ready for and dropped this bomb on me like exactly <laughs> yeah but thank you <laughs> yeah like that to me like the entire series I feel like that was the most ridiculous part and in my opinion super fake yeah I think also, I think this is just becoming like a kind of a bitch fest. Yes. <laughs> what else really annoyed me was when Kane and Kevin were thinking about this and Kane kept being like, are we going to get a private jet? Let's get a private jet. And I was like, okay, I want to see your private jet. Like, yeah, get one. And we never got to see a private jet. I think they might have just like, I feel like they might have just gone on, I don't know, like a small plane like a regular uh commercial drive? flight i i don't know maybe don't know. no well, either way it yeah. wasn't something glamorous because they would have shown it mm -hmm. so i was really disappointed <laughs> yeah. um yeah that was Definitely. I don't know. But I did like Cam after. Like, I feel like she was very sweet about it after. I don't know, like, is it real or fake? But how she was like, you know, I'm just dealing with this. Although, again, really weird to drop the news at a cocktail party. <laughs> like, when she was telling Christine. Like, you know, I just can't deal with your drama because I just found out my dad died. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> is that how you tell people? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, and then oh, another really, really cringeworthy moment um, was, of course, when Cherie proposed to her husband. What's her husband's name? Um, Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Close. Jerry. I think no Asian Cherie... is called Jerry. <laughs> um, I think Cherie is a very, very sweet woman. Um. I just can't deal with the fact that her Instagram page is the, um, she needs to chill on the the filters. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been on her Instagram? Yeah. Um, her eyes are like bigger than like her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like too, you know, she's really trying to look like an anime character. She's already very pretty. You don't need to look like a, you know, Japanese anime character. She seems really sweet. Her kids seem really cute. Um, her and her mom seem to have, like, a really, really special bond. But this Jesse guy, um, the first time I met him, I'm like, eh, he looks kind of sleazy. And then the more and more I 
you know, she talked about him. It's like, oh, he's really nice. He does, you know, do really great gifts. But you haven't, like, they have two kids together, and he still hasn't proposed to her. And every time that um, issue was pushed, he's just like, oh, no, like, no, like, later it'll happen, it'll happen. And then when Cherie decided to propose to him, which was something that I thought was very brave, because that's not something that I would consider. Um, and it was definitely not traditional. And she did it in front of so many people, um, which I thought was, you know, like I would have, I would have just fainted. <laughs> and then this Jesse guy had the audacity to wait like five minutes and just stood there. And everyone's just like holding their breath. <laughs> like, are you going to say yes to this poor girl? And he finally said yes, but... What a loser. I like, what a loser. I totally have a different perspective on that. I feel like Cherie is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like she's crazy. Like the whole thing about she's like, oh, like my son is my mom reincarnated. <laughs> and then Jesse's like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like the funniest. Like the funniest reaction because like a hundred percent you you wouldn't want your mother-in-law to reincarnate as your son like, I thought, and she was just like she was really trying to push it and he's like um no like you know I think it's great that you remember your mom and that you think that she's with us but she's not our freaking son no, but she's like her, but her daughter. I forgot her name. Jador. No, but like, oh, Jador. Yeah. Like, but Jador called, you know, the baby Paul Paul. Like, how is that possible? And he, he's just like, I think she just says things. Yeah. <laughs> it's also because you're pointing at all these random things, being like Paul Paul. Probably, <laughs> she probably picked up on that. Oh my god. <laughs> um, also, the fact that she named her kid Jador makes me think that she's oh. crazy. Like, I don't think that was Jesse's doing. <laughs> what was um, the other baby's name? The boy. Was it Giovanni? Or is that oh, Baby G's god. name? That was a terrible name. Yeah. Jador. Like, that's terrible. I'm yeah. sorry. That kid's going to grow up with problems for sure. <laughs> so. I mean, all of that combined with the fact that she's like, you know, he's not proposing to me. We have two kids. Now I feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to do it at our 100 day party. <laughs> uh, knowing that he's not going to like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but, I know Jesse. Jesse's going to get very mad at me. Yeah. So this is a great idea to do it in front of all his friends so he will be pressured into giving me a response. Like, that's freaking crazy. <laughs> and of course, if we go back to your history, <laughs> I feel like you would you'd be like, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's, that's, you know, really kind of what an insane person would do to try to force them <laughs> to, to give an answer. Yep. And I actually felt really bad for Jesse because in front of all she his family so and friends. Yeah. 
he looks, the poor guy looks like he was gonna, like, crap his pants, like, right there, but he couldn't. Yeah. I thought the answer that he gave was actually really good. Like, if I was put in that situation, I wouldn't be able to be like, you know, like, I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you without actually giving an answer. Like, I think he ended up getting forced into it because Kane was like, is that a yes or a no? But the initial response was great. He almost got out of it without saying a yes or a no. Oh my god, how terrible. <laughs> what does he do? I feel like he must be a I don't know. negotiator of some kind. I don't know. He's so I'm sure he's a businessman of some sort. Yeah, now I'm on their page. Yeah. Can't stop looking. Um, yeah, what else? I guess the, we kind of talked about the, um, what's her name again? Andrew and Kelly? Yes. Andrew and Kelly. So Probably the more normal most relatable people probably yeah i thought my one of the funniest moments or not funny but kind of sad but like kind of entertaining <laughs> moments with them is um when they went into therapy <laughs> and the therapist was just like kelly um do you want to leave this relationship <laughs> and she was like yeah and she was like, Andrew, do you hear what she's saying? <laughs> and he was like, you know, I want to work it through. And I think that we can. And we're both committed. And she's like, that's not what she's saying. <laughs> uh, and it just like, it, it looked so funny because the therapist looked like she just wanted to be like, Oh my gosh, like, how do I save this girl from this relationship? Um, yeah, like, again, probably staged, don't know, but... I feel like it's a bit staged. Okay, so I'm now snooping, and I'm on Kelly's Instagram page, and I see Andrew on it. Yes, so I do know they're back together. Because yeah, they they're talked totally about back it. together. They probably, you know what? Maybe we were fooled because their relationship was probably fine, um, and they needed some type type of drama for them to be engaged in the show. Because let's be honest, they don't have. There was no real storyline for them except for their tumultuous relationship, and I think Kelly was the tie to. Anna coming in because Anna took her on a trip to Paris for her birthday. Right. Um, that's how, you know, Anna got introduced. So in a weird way, they all sort of intertwine. But honestly, like none of these storylines or any of these, you know, relationships really make sense. Yeah. I agree. Um, definitely like this friendship with Kevin kind of like, I don't know, it's weird and grew out of nowhere. I feel like the only person that I would really want to watch is like Christine. Like you if, really like Christine, don't no, you? No, I actually I don't like Christine. I don't like her. I really don't. Oh. But I think 
she's the only one that actually like has that really extravagant lifestyle. Um, I wouldn't want to watch her in this show because I feel like it's super contrived, but I would like to see her in like a real housewives of LA situation. I like that. Yeah. Like she I th- definitely has that vibe. Yeah. I think she has it way more than all the other people. Um, I feel like in this context, it's like a little bit too trashy and not enough like reality in it. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see her hold her own amongst other people kind of more in the same housewifey life stage as she is instead of I like the show like if yeah. they were gonna do a blingham part two mm-hmm. they just need to pick a range they just need to pick either yeah. you know skew the go a little like um younger um and you know feature more of you know the jamies of the world because mm-hmm. i feel like she actually has you know great style and uh, like have access to a lot um so either go that route or you know just go straight up christine and just do you know housewives with kids um who are married yeah. to you know doctors lawyers business and entrepreneur businessmen or entrepreneurs and stuff like that so um i think i think they just you know for the first um season they just didn't know where to go so they just kind of like oh let's throw everything in and just give everyone everything yeah but if producers, if you are listening, yeah, <laughs> just, just pick an age range. I feel like you know, there's enough Asians in any age range and any kind of demo that would like uh, to consume something like this, but it's just too much, too all over the place for me. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, narrow it down a little bit. I guess they didn't realize, um, or like they didn't think about. You know, if there would be a Blink Empire too, so they really wanted to get everything in there, and I guess maybe that is also an Asian mentality to just like really throw everything <laughs> into a pot you know and be like, let's yeah. hope it like, looks good. <laughs> they're just like, let's go out with a bang. Yeah, <laughs> and they did. Yeah, and it's so. just a really, you know, messy bang. I'm trying to think, like, what in there was actually useful about our culture to, like, learn. I want to say none. (laughs) Yeah. It's all very unrealistic. (laughs) Unrealistic. And it was, like, I feel like there wasn't even a lot of uh, parents that showed up. The only ones that I remember was Kim's mom, who you know, kept telling her to pop her boobs out uh, and dress more feminine. And then there was, you know, Kevin's mom, who's not Asian. (laughs) Um, And that's about it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was anything. But yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, I feel like maybe the going to a herbal store after Cherie gave birth <laughs> is like the oh, most the placenta. Yeah. That's probably the placenta's like... not even Asian. That's, that's that's true. Everyone wants a placenta now. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But they were in a Chinese herbal store, so it felt like, you know, okay, yeah, I don't know, that seems appropriate. Like, you have to eat some gross stuff after you give birth. <laughs> um yeah have you ever had any experiences with your own like wealthy asian crazy rich asian things hmm. probably not <laughs> I don't think my friends are rich enough i i don't like, I think I have rich friends in Hong Kong, but not to this magnitude. And they're also really lovely, nice people who <laughs> actually don't have a lot of drama in their life. But then that, and then I'm like, maybe that's why they don't have a reality show. But no, I've never have encountered anything like that. What about you? So I have, I have a story. <laughs> when I went to Hong Kong, um... I somehow, through, like, friends of friends of friends, ended up in a situation where I was in the same group as Stanley Ho's daughter. So, if you guys don't know, Stanley Ho owns, like, all the casinos in Macau, which is also, like, the Asian Vegas. So pretty pretty rich i think he's a billionaire um and i don't know how i ended up in this group but we ended up in this karaoke room like after hours like this this place is closed but um like the karaoke place to go in hong kong is ceo so we were in the ceo room there's people like karaokeing there's people doing like coke <laughs> and it was like I, I was very uncomfortable because i didn't know what to do i'm also like i don't know any of these people um they're just like buying drinks and kind of like you could tell they're like talking about me and my friends in like a bad way because these like these people are super rich <laughs> like the fact that they even have this like gigantic room <laughs> after hours like i feel like they paid for it you know like it or like they have connections or they own it like, they're drinking like really expensive whiskey and stuff whatever um when we were leaving there was like a lot of kerfuffle and like this girl starts crying like super super crying and like i mean she was also like on drugs <laughs> but she's like i can't go out there there's paparazzi outside. <laughs> She's like, I can't let them see me do coke again. Again. Yeah. I was just like, what is this world that I am in? <laughs> so they had to like, I don't know, sneak her out back or something. Um, and that was the last time I ever hung out with them. Were there any of those characters that you saw that night? You're like, did you see a Kane? Did you see a Kevin? Was there a lot of draw? Were there drinks thrown? You know, it was pretty... I mean, aside from, like, them snorting coke and avoiding tabloids, <laughs> like, it was pretty, pretty chill. Um, 
seemed like it was like a group of friends like just getting high and getting drunk and having fun Mm -hmm. um but I do have to say that when I said like Kane seems the most like what I know it's because that's kind of what they all the guys look like is like Mm -hmm. not very super good looking but like decked out in like very expensive clothing and like sometimes kind of gaudy (laughs) you know like you know (laughs) that kind of look like that that was what it was and like really uh over processed hair (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that that was my experience um well i i feel like um that's the thing I don't feel like we will ever get access to what that world really looks like (laughs) on reality TV because the people who are ultra rich want to protect that. Um, Yeah. And their parents would likely not agree to them actually filming a show like that, you know, having negative press and being exposed to um, the public in this way. Yeah. So, I feel like the people who do agree to do these reality shows are looking for something that they don't have and likely that's fame or money, but ultra rich probably does not need Netflix shows. It's Um, true because they will probably get cut off by their parents. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, that's what I think. I I feel like, yeah, it's always, you know, curious for outsiders like us <laughs> who, to, to try, you know, to, to look into um, that world. But I feel like it does make sense that the groups and the pieces don't really quite fit together because you can never get one group of friends that are ultra high net worth and ultra rich to actually agree to doing something like this. Um, so Boy Empire was the best we got. Um, I... You know, if they came up with another one, I would probably still watch it. So (laughs) (laughs) let's leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, It was entertaining. We'll give it that. It got us through a couple hours of COVID. So, (laughs) I mean, cheers to that. Uh, I want to say cheers to Asian representation, but that doesn't really represent us, us basic folks. So... (laughs) The basic folks like us. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Basic podcast. For more exclusive content, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Basic.